Hi, my name is Izzy. I'm a full-time Latina content creator who's obsessed with fashion, living life to the fullest, and helping other creatives get paid. Social Talk is centered around how I balance life and the pursuit of social media. I've been in the business for six years so far, and I've learned a few things, and I want to share them with you. Success, failure, marketing, and money are just some of the topics we will discuss in our episodes and interviews. So pull up a seat, get comfortable, and get ready to learn and grow together. This is Social Talk with Izzy. Welcome back to Social Talk, friends. Today we are chatting with a fellow content creator and one of my personal friends, Belinda, from Life with Belinda. Belinda is making huge waves in the industry and she's been a content creator for over four years and is based in Georgia. Today we are going to chat about the industry and ask Belinda some questions about how the industry has changed in her eyes and to see what she's been up to in her day to day. This is my first time having a guest on the podcast, which is super exciting, but apologies in advance for any audio hiccups as I'm still learning. Check out Life with Belinda on all socials. And without further ado, let's welcome Belinda to the podcast. Hey, Belinda. Hey, <laughs> How's it going? Everything's going good. Good. What's the weather doing over there in Georgia? Today, it's decided not to be bipolar. So we're going with sunny today. Oh, so, good. And I'll take it. Love me some sunshine. Seattle is kind of gloomy today, which I feel like is on brand for Seattle. Yeah, very on brand. (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to get to interview you. Obviously, I feel like I know you really well, but I want everyone to see your light and learn more about you and the wonderful person that you are. So take a second to let everyone else know and just kind of share a little bit about yourself how you got started in the content creation industry, and maybe what you love the most about this career. So my name is Belinda Prudent. I have been creating content for the past four and a half years. And what I love about it the most is that I'm in control. Like I may decide what I want to do with my creativity. No one has to tell me like, I'm like, okay, nobody is in charge but me. So I love that part. I feel that I love that part too. There's definitely the the pros and cons of entrepreneurship, but that is definitely a huge pro in my eyes is that I don't have anybody controlling my days off. I don't have anybody controlling anything, but then to run things by. Exactly. Exactly. What would you say is your least favorite part of content creation? I'm going to go with there's two, but I'm going to go with the first one, which is the lack of diversity that I see Mm -hmm. with brands. And then the second part is brands who say they don't have a budget and they have a budget. Most definitely. And I knew you were going to say something about brands. (laughs) I just knew it. I was like, that's going to be one of them because we we definitely agree on that. For me now, even when I go to buy something that has nothing to do with like I'm doing work for a brand, I will go on their Instagram and their website and look at how diverse their models are, how diverse the content is. If I'm looking at someone, a brand's Instagram page and I see that it's been six months and I don't see anybody that looks like me when it comes to color and also body type, I'm out. (laughs) For real, like, because I'm like, we have gone through so much as women of color, as people of color. And it's just baffling to me that you can, that brands think it's okay to post that black square in 2020 and then be like next 100% and a lot of times you'll go to a brand's page and that's the only thing that's been there for two years and I'm like "Mm, I don't like it so tell me a little bit about what what do you feel has changed the most since you initially started on Instagram so there's obviously been 
just a lot of changes. <laughs> I feel like every day there's a change. But what would you say is like the biggest change that either like impacted you the most or the biggest thing that comes to mind? I'm going to go with two, two more. So the first one is Instagram prioritizing videos mm-hmm. because a lot of my brand deals was photography. So I had to sh- make the shift to not only post videos consistently, but also like market myself like, hey, I make videos too and I can like do videos for your brand. And the second thing is just shifting my audience a lot just because I started off word of mouth with friends instead of just starting off like clean slate. I definitely get that. Do you feel like now since Reels has been so prominent in the app for so long do you feel like you're doing more photo-based ads or video-based ads so it's interesting i've been doing more photo-based ads same and it's weird because i'm like girl i make videos like i i got you i got you i got you i got you but no they really want photos and i think because they're really trying to diversify the different streams of what do they want on their website social platforms same for me For me, brands have been wanting photos on my page. So if we're partnering on Instagram or on Facebook, they want me to post a carousel of photos. But if I'm doing a UGC promotion or or ad, it's a video always. It's always a video. So if I'm creating content for their page, they want a video. But if they want me to post about their brand on my page, they're like, can you do some photos? That's been across the board. Like the four bigger partnerships that I've had recently have all been photos, which I find very interesting. So for me, it's been flipped. So for me, my recent UGC has been videos. And then for my for my page is pictures. Or is it the same that you just said? Yeah, that's the same. That I just said. Yeah, I think you just said that. Yeah, so photos Um, on my page, but then when it's for their page, they want videos, which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why why that shift is is happening Mm -hmm. like that, but I still love to create reels just for fun, and I think you do too. Yeah, I love it, and I'm honestly loving doing, like, my daily vlogs. I'm ready to get back into those just because it allows me to to find, like, the beauty within my day, so I think I want to get back into those. I love that, the beauty within your day, because I was just talking about that on a different podcast episode where I was saying that if you're not finding that joy within content creation content creation can be as simple as like you said making a little reel or a tiktok about your day and (laughs) if it brings you joy like that is when you know that you're in the right space because if you're just doing it it's a chore it's something you got to check off the list every day like oh, I gotta film yet another video then it just becomes too much work and you lose the the heart of it and the love in it would you agree I agree so much and I was just telling a friend about this I'm rebuking perfectionism when it comes to creating content love it just because like I want to just enjoy the process and there are some trends that are not for me and there's trends that are for me that are not for other content creators and I think we need to let go of this pressure because Instagram does video because TikTok does video we have to just jump on all the trends like some trends are just not for you and it's okay and just really find your thing when it comes to social media versus following the crowd I love that I love what you just said like I'm trying to get that entire paragraph on a hoodie because and i'll wear it with you yes deal we'll wear it in the next uh episode for those that don't know we're video chatting right now so we can see each other you can't see us yeah we can see each other 
But I love that because you're right. Not every trend is for every person. And I know that you, along with everyone that's listening, you have seen someone out there hopping on a trend that you're like, mm, you didn't give that much thought, did you? <laughs> and it, it, that goes hand in hand with not every brand deal is for you. There is a time yeah. and a place where the content creator says, no thanks. Doesn't matter if there's money on the line, doesn't matter. There are going to be brands and there are going to be campaigns that just don't align with you. And it's very evident when someone's saying yes to everything because you go on their page and yeah. it's like, wait, why are you, you're doing fashion and lifestyle? Why are you advertising like new tires for the car? Like what's, what's going on? What's like, going that's kind of random. And also I think we need to think before following a trend because I see there's a lot of urban vernacular, right? A-A-B-A-B-E that's used, right? And I think a lot of other content creators want to use those trends. But then like, for example, like there's this trend that a while ago, it was like, prepare to be sick of me. <laughs> I remember and that. It's just very interesting see like people try to emulate to of an african-american woman or a person of color and they'll be like you know rolling the neck and i'm like looking at them like what are you doing what's going on here just say the sound it's not on brand for you this is not you are not this ethnicity what are we doing couldn't agree more race like what are we doing so i will need to think before participating in a trend most definitely did you see the uprising in TikTok videos where people were talking about that new trend where you do uh, the boyfriend haul, right? And I don't know if you saw the one that I did with Trev, but you do the boyfriend haul yeah, where... Girl, I saw that. Oh my goodness. And, you know, people, people don't think, you know, there we go. People don't think when they hop onto a trend, they don't think about the logistics of how something might be perceived or not every trend is for every person. I mean, that's perfect. A perfect example of that. And, and the thing is, you could participate in a trend, but you have to make it unique for you. So for example, when I would see that specific trend, and that woman, there's like a woman and a black man, and she's like, I bought him for a sale. And I was like, ooh, not good, not good. And then everyone's like, no, it's just a trend. And it's like, it just goes back to like, if you're talking to a friend and you're insulting them through a joke and you're like, it's just a joke. And it's like, no, it's not. Think no, before you speak. Not. Kindness Most matters. definitely. Most definitely. And I love that. That's a huge takeaway that I want to include in the notes for this podcast episode is no need to hop on every trend. No need to hop on every nope. campaign. Not everything is going to be for every single content creator or influencer. Yeah, and there's some brands who will speak to me, and I'm like, no. I've literally rejected over, I would say, 60 at this point, 60 brand deals. And a lot of them were unpaid, and a lot of them, they didn't want to pay me my worth. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to pay me my worth, you're wasting my time. I think every content creator needs to have a bottom line of this is mm -hmm. the least that I will take. Kind of like when you go in for a job interview, you know, you're getting interviewed, but then you're also kind of interviewing the company, 
right? Because you want to know, is this a good company that I want to work for? What are their values? How are they going to treat me? How are they going to pay me? And that's the same thing with content creation. When you're talking to a brand, yes, they're trying to see if you're going to be a good fit, but you're also trying to see if they're going to be a good fit. I used to really fall victim to, we're going to give you exposure. Did you fall victim to that? Oh, yes. Oh, like I literally stopped falling victim to that. And I would say 2019. Mm -hmm. Because I had to learn that you make sure to pay my other counterparts. You make sure to find the money for them. You can find the money for me. Um, And also, I think we over-romanticize as creators. I don't know if you've fallen victims to this. I think as people starting off, we over-romanticize that we got a brand's attention. Mm-hmm. And that we were able to work with a brand. Um, and I was just, I think I was telling you this the other day, how we even over romanticize PR products. Definitely. Just because now it's like everyone wants that wall full of boxes. But at the end of the day, there's no relationship with a brand. Stuff just stays in your room. Mm-hmm. It's not sustainable. So I made the decision like to cut back on PR and now I have a couple more boxes and then till I move no more understandable but I definitely fell victim to the PR boxes at the beginning because it was like oh my goodness all this free stuff and now I think I told you my strategy from time to time I will take a PR box but I do let them know in writing in email me taking this PR box does not guarantee that anything is going to get posted on my page for you if ultimately I am just obsessed with this, you know, product and I want to share it, great. But this does not tie me. I'm not tied to sharing anything. And most people agree with that. I mean, I, I only take maybe one to two PR boxes a year. It's yeah. very, very few. But when I do, if it's something that I really want to try or a brand that's new that maybe is a clean brand that you know, I want to give it a try before I go out and purchase it. I'll say yes. And I'll usually post, you know, if I love the product, I'll post it on my stories and I'll share it. But I just make sure that they have it in writing. Hey, this does not mean that I'm tied to having to put out content for you. Exactly. Like, so I had a brand recently, they sent me like a body balm and a moisturizer and that brand, they were like, no obligation to post. And I was like, in my mind, like, don't worry, honey, I wasn't going to. (laughs) (laughs) you're like we're thinking the same thing because i wasn't gonna post anyway so then this person was like just in case if any of you like it's like a copy of the email if you if any of you guys want to create content here's like campaign cards story templates that you can use and like i've been receiving those delete i'm not because spam 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 delete because you're not trying to pay me like where's the where's the bag like oh we want you know we would love for you to work with us what's the budget yeah what's the budget crickets crickets (laughs) we'll send you products and i was like what's the budget crickets to take it a step further i i wanted to know your thoughts on this do you feel like there's a lack of diversity with the social media managers behind the brands yes i do most definitely okay yeah i feel like not only is there a lack of (laughs) diversity when it comes to their views of like content creation and also just like the people that they are like I see some of the same faces if that makes sense but there's also a lack of education I think the biggest thing is that there's a lack of education when it comes to them being in that job position and knowing what influencer marketing is I think they you know like kind of when you start at a new company and then 
they get everybody together in the boardroom and from time to time or every couple months they do like education you do further education where you learn about the company and you learn the ins and outs of what you guys are doing and how to best do it i feel like that's lacking when it comes to content marketing and i'm going to take it a step further there's a sense of entitlement and the reason why I say that, because I see it all the time on TikTok. And to be frank, it makes my butt itch. It makes me want to go into straight into hives just because the social media managers are saying, how dare creators email them back? What is the budget? Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> how dare we not? <laughs> um, they And she said, because you need to show me what you can do. And then this other girl stitched it and she's like, you're not going to like my opinion but you came to my page you liked my content for you to email me so a lot of them are just like you know you need to show me what you can do like then we'll hire you and it's just a sense of entitlement most definitely and i think the most interesting thing or I guess the most messed up thing is this is one of the few industries that does that. Other industries, like for Trevor, for example, he's a UX designer. He has done freelance work. And when he does freelance work, he gets hired almost. It's the same process as a content creator getting hired. He has a portfolio. We have a media kit, right? And we also have huge examples of our work where? On our social media pages. He just shares his portfolio and then companies will hire him. For Trev, if he goes with the company, it's very rare that a company is going to tell a UX designer, we're going to need you to work on this huge project for free and then we'll see if we want to hire you. I think why companies feel like they can do this is because they don't see content creation as a real job i think and that yeah. goes back to that lack of education for them about us is because some of them don't understand like we pay taxes this is a real company so mm -hmm. This is not, you know, and this goes back to, remember when we used to talk about the differences between the terms influencer and content creator? I, I feel like that yeah. touches on that a little bit. I think the term influencer, when it first started picking up speed, companies started to think that, oh, it's just a little influencer. Like, they'll get hired for nothing. They'll just do work. They'll yeah. take a photo just for a pair of leggings. And now we have these companies that truly think the audacity of the content creator to ask what the budget is. That's my work yeah. that my company is providing for your company. So yes, I'm going to ask what I'm going to get paid because this is an exchange of services. And it's crazy. And I think what made me more frustrated is that Caucasian social media managers kept stitching the video, duetting the video and being like, yes, I agree. I guess I agree. But then if it was you, you would want to get paid. You don't Most work definitely. for free as a social media manager. So why would you want me to work for free? Exactly. Exactly. The math is not mathing. It's not mathing. I've been loving back to uh, trends. I've been loving the trend where it'll say, I don't know if you've seen it, but you get an envelope and then you write exposure on it. And you're like me going to go pay my rent with what brands think I'm worth. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> that, but I think that's Dude, so funny. I haven't seen that one. Oh my goodness, I cracked up the first time I saw it and now I've been seeing it everywhere between Instagram and TikTok because I'm like, yes, imagine walking into, let's say just Target trying to get some groceries and then you walk up and you're like, yeah, I'd like to pay with these little pieces with of paper exposure. that say exposure. I think it'll be hilarious if somebody put like socks or nail polish in an envelope <laughs> and was like about to take it like, hey, I, you know, I'm here to buy toothpaste. I don't have that money, but you know what? I have socks that this brand gave me. Here you go. Yeah, these socks are worth $30 and they still have the, the tag attached. So Tag on it. 
tag on it. Why can't I just pay for this milk with the socks? I don't understand. Yeah. Put a pair yeah. of leggings in there. That's where I'm at, where it's like, I've even set the standard for myself that moving forward, I have to only do four-figure brand deals. Love it. And the reason why is that taxes, inflation, and my worth, I can't, I know y'all have the budget. What's shaking bacon? What's going on? <laughs> so that's my new thing because I'm like, I put in too much work, even though it's 10 pictures, 20 pictures, two videos, one video, I put in too much work for you to just be like, here's $50. And I think also with this new wave of UGC, like I saw one person saying seven videos for like $700 or something. Oh no. And I've been looking at the different UGC portfolios cause that's like the new thing that everybody wants to do on TikTok, even though it's not new. All this pricing is destroying the caliber of work that we offer to brands because Izzy and I put in a lot of work into our content, into what we give to our brands. So if you're saying, well, I can just cook up seven videos and give it to you for $700 and someone might hear that and be like, oh, that's easy, seven videos. That's seven different concepts. Mm -hmm. Or at least it should be, right? I guess I it know depends that's more on than well, the quality of, that that person's delivering because they also could be delivering crap. <laughs> right. True. They also could be delivering then, something that's not even worth the seven hundred. Hundred dollars, <laughs> right? And then on top of that, like these these new UGC creators are like, oh, we got these brand new DSLR cameras, four K um, quality. So I'm like, why are you lowballing yourself? And you have you're you're providing them quality because now they're still gonna not want to pay brands because they're getting more out of it than the creator is. Yes. Every time a brand slides in through my emails or DMs asking for the most, they, they have the most ridiculous idea. They're like, oh my gosh, we have this crazy idea. You're going to do this insane video. It's going to take 12 hours of work. Our budget is $100. <laughs> or, you know, we're going to send you just a box of wine or we're going to send you like a box of this and, and you're going to go crazy and, and make all this stuff for us for free but not really in their eyes because they're like you're getting product and the product is worth $25 great when they do that to, that tells me someone in the past has said yes someone mm -hmm. in the past has said yes to this person and that is why they think it's okay for them to come up in here asking for something crazy when yeah. someone when a content creator says yes to something like that when they devalue their work when they work for free when they work for barely any money they are letting everyone in the industry know hey ultimately one if you can't find somebody that'll do it for cheap i can do it i'll do it for nothing you don't even have to pay me you can just give me products and I'll just keep eating on that. I'll just pay my rent with the products you give me. But they're also saying they're devaluing the content creator industry as a whole. The, the thing that needs to happen is that we need to come together, basically form a union, basically form a content creator union where it, there is a, a standard to how we're treated what we're paid, there's a minimum and there's a standard as to how everything is going to go down, how every partnership is going to go down. First of all, we are saying F you to net 30. I'm not even going to talk about anything above net 30. Net 30 is going away. That is ridiculous. 
that is ridiculous. We have to pay and bills like garbage. everyone else. We have to pay bills. We have to buy food. We got to pay rent. We got to pay car payments. We have bills to pay. Some people are paying on school. Some people are paying on a house. Absolutely not. So if we actually came together and instead of this animosity that I sometimes see in our industry, if we came together and we actually formed <laughs> straight up a union, there would be a set standard. And then talk about the power that content creators would have. The power that we would have where no company could take advantage of us, no company could lowball. So instead of people just, oh, I'm doing work for free, I- I'm I'm going to do work in exchange for a-, a free pair of leggings once a month. What on God's green earth do you need 12 new pairs of leggings for every year? Half of y'all don't even you work out. Oh, you said it, not me. I said it. Half of y'all have not even seen the inside of a gym or a yoga studio. What the heck okay, you need what leggings? What are y'all doing in the pandemic? <laughs> what y'all doing? What do you need 12 new sets for? I think also when it comes to being a social media, that's why I, so many people tell me like, why wouldn't you move to the West Coast? Because I don't want to get stuck in that influencer lifestyle. Like even same thing with New York, influencer content creator lifestyle. Because I think that there is an obsession and an over over romanticization and hyperfixation on we have to look as good as a million dollar influencer, a six figure. Like I know a girl who was like on who lives in New York. I follow. I'll send her. I'll send you her profile later. Okay. She'll be like she'll straight up tell her audience, I have no money. But I was able to go on an influencer trip and I was able to get free clothes. And for me, now that I'm about to turn 29, money and financial literacy means more to me than an influencer trip, than going to 20 influencer events in New York. And everyone is, you know, to each their own, but it's like, I want to be able to just go buy my matcha and have money in my bank account. So I think that people focus so much on, well, I can say these leggings are from what? When I go to the gym or I'm walking down the street, it's I see Izzy and Izzy says, hey, what leggings are those? Oh, they're from this brand. The notoriety, I guess? Or like being able to say that they're from that brand. And it's like, no, stop. It's, It's the constant, how does the saying go? Spending money you don't have to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't even like. Right. And that's even like, and don't get me wrong, like I've gotten caught up in that, but I have so much skincare. People will ask me like, hey, can you review this? I'm like, hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to buy any skincare. I have over 80 bottles of skincare, 100 bottles of skincare. Why am I going to go buy skincare? Why am I going to go buy body care? If I already have that just to keep up with Susie and Betsy down the street. No. Yeah. And also, I don't know. I was going to text you this. Did you hear this? There's this new trend where basically now brands are paying influencers and content creators through stock of the company. (laughs) And the thing is, it's like prime example. So I worked with, I can say their name because they're they're They closed. So I worked with Tia Mori's brand from Sister Sister. Her brand got interviewed, interviews on their website pictures, all that stuff, right? And no, and I made an IGTV video. Now their brand, she shut down her brand. They're rebranding and they she said that she's going in a different direction. So they shut down Answer Vitamins. My thing with that is imagine if I accepted stock. Exactly. Brand. No. I'm not winning. They shut down. What does that do for me? Nothing. Nothing. 
Nothing at all. That's no, I had not heard of that. I will definitely be uh, doing some research yeah, to learn I more I about that. I'm going to send you the TikTok video. That is, wow. They're getting smarter. They're getting, they're getting smarter. <laughs> they're learning new ways to, they're learning new ways to try to take advantage of us. <laughs> Golly. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> I told my friend these brands are like, don't worry. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna pimp you, but we're gonna pimp you. No, for real. We are going to straight up take advantage of you. Like we're gonna they're like, look over here, and then they come out the other way and they just snatch you. <laughs> get snatched by some brands. New merch idea. Don't get snatched by the brands. Don't get snatched by the brand. Don't get snatched. I was listening to this podcast yesterday, or no, this was a couple of days ago, and uh, back to what you were saying about like spending money that you don't have to impress people to kind of get into this like influencer rat race that sometimes people get into. And I definitely got into that whenever I had first started, like feeling like I had to keep up. At the time, I wasn't making six figures. I was working a full time job where six years of school and I I probably could never make six figures on the degrees that I have and I was trying to you know at the time I I was probably making like a couple thousand dollars a year in content creation you know it was nothing crazy but I was like oh I gotta keep up I gotta keep up you know because people are posting new things and I gotta I gotta keep up and um, I definitely fell into that for a little bit and I'm glad to be out of that and to be like this is my style I, I buy what I want I advertise what I want like you know sometimes I post something and people are like did those shoes really go with that outfit and I'm like I loved it I'm gonna continue to wear it like I do me like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy something because someone else is wearing it I'm not gonna do my Instagram in a way because someone like someone told me the other day like you probably grow more if you would just like niche down and only talk about one thing you know sometimes I post something and people are like did those shoes really go with that outfit and I'm like I loved it. I'm gonna continue to wear it. Like I do me. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy something because someone else is wearing it. I'm not gonna do my Instagram in a way because someone like someone told me the other day like you probably grow more if you would just like niche down and only talk about one thing. I've had people tell me that too. I'm not I'm not gonna do that because I'm so we are all so complex. There's so much that I, I wanna talk about. The right people okay. go ahead. No, I was going to say I'm multi-passionate, honey. Exactly. And and the right people will continue to follow. And and the right people that have stuck around have stuck around since, you know, 2012. They're still here. They're still with me. But I was listening to this podcast and this girl said she was like uh, talking about something. And I won't say what it is because it was a really specific thing. And just in case, you know, people put the dots together and figure out what podcast it was. But she Mm -hmm. said she was trying to go do something. And she was like, yeah, because she saw someone else do it online. And then she was like, yeah, but I didn't have the money for that. So I put it all on my credit card, you know, and she was like talking about it. And I was like, that's such a big issue. As I dive into a new chapter in my life, I'm ready to just be consistent and do me mm-hmm. like the create the content, YouTube videos, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest and, um, and like my podcast and do what works for me and not what everyone is doing. Um, and also just. As you know, I'm in the process of like moving and where I'm moving to, they're not all about keeping up with the Joneses. Like, and I think we have an obsession with credit cards. Yes. And keeping up. That's an America thing. We, we have a huge obsession yeah. with that. And then once social media and content creation got into that, then it just became this huge monster. Oh, huge. Yeah. 
and literally people will tell me oh are you buying anything else for your move and i was like i bought my fall clothes i'm done no like nothing else like no, shoot do you want to buy clothes. it for me like are you offering <laughs> Right. Like, I'm like, I have clothes. I'm like, I just bought two new sneakers. I need to get some workout sneakers. And I was like, besides my iPad and my uh, MacBook Pro that I've been looking at, I'm not buying anything else. And they're like, oh, that's your that's it and i'm like i have everything i need like what do you mean that's it like i got everything i need right here i'm like what do what do you want me else to buy love we don't know what someone else is living they they could be saying something online and doing something completely different offline because again it's a highlight reel we don't see people's full lives being played out right (laughs) but people are over here like trying to keep up with people that they don't even know in real life so i think we need to just let go of the stronghold and also the social media gives instant gratification that we need to let go of too most like that validation yeah like someone got something today and you're like i wanted to get it today too how do i get it today how do i get it right now and then we're we're falling victim to that constant revolving door where you're getting new stuff all the time you're you're spending money you don't have to to impress people you know like the, the whole idea of I mean, I think the way that both you and I grew online is because we're very open and honest. And I think when people follow us and they watch our stories and they look at our posts and even our ads, it still feels comfortable and cozy and friendly and real. I think that's the biggest Mm -hmm. thing is like, I don't feel like it feels forced or we're trying to keep up with somebody else or we're trying to do it exactly like this person does it. Like we put our own unique spin into things. And I think that's what people like. That's what gets people to, you know, the point where they build an audience and they build a following and they build people that stick long term for years to come is by not doing that by not trying to follow people and be if you're just trying to be like everyone else why would someone follow you they can just go follow the other person they're gonna get the same thing belinda what would you say to someone you know because i feel like we've been talking a lot about us as young content creators like basically like mistakes we made what would you say to someone who's just now getting started in this space, whether that's UGC or, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, like what is like either a piece of advice that you would want to say to them or, or anything? I would say to them, this sounds corny because everyone says this, but I would say to them, be authentic. Think twice when you, when you participate in a trend and stay true to yourself with what's, what's your end goal? Like, what do you want to accomplish as a content creator? Like, where do you see yourself five years from now? And if you feel like you're going into it for the right reasons, if you think you're going to go into content creating for PR and influencer events, kiss it, kiss it goodbye. Think, you don't think need again. It. It's not for you. Think again. Because even now, I've even told myself, I'm in, I'm over the blogger influencer events. That doesn't sustain me. What sustains me is when one of my followers says, hey, you were talking about your mental health and your physical health, and I see a change in you, and you inspired me to go for a walk. That's what sustains me. That's what makes me, like, smile, helps me keep going. So if you can ask yourself and look at yourself in the mirror, like, hey, I'm going into it for the right reasons, go for it i'm gonna cheerlead you like all the way but if you think you're just going for pr and influencer events and what you can get for free it's not gonna last true i love that it's good advice we're going into like the holiday season and like winter fall that's where like a lot of content creators get make their money 
I just want people like anybody up and coming content creator, they're going to, they're going to email the person who has a hundred followers and 50 followers. And I need them to start as if they have a million followers, mm -hmm. because especially we're going into a season, well, two seasons that these brands have the money. So you got, you have to charge them. You have to stay um, strong, so put your foot down. Belinda and I are actually planning to do uh, our next live. It's been a while since we've done a live. Yes. So yes, we're planning we, to do a live. We need to do a go live. And I think we should do it how we did it last time where we had people send in questions and then mm -hmm. we can answer them on the live. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Belinda, it was a joy to have you Thank on you the for podcast. Thank you I love social talk. Yes, I'm so excited. I had a blast having you on and I'm so yes. glad that, you know, obviously I, I have known how awesome you are for a long time. And fun fact, Belinda and I have actually never met in person. We have still not never. met in person. We have been <laughs> IG besties for years and we have not met in person years. yet, but... The day is coming, my friend. The day is coming. It's coming. It is. But I appreciate you so much. I love that. Be on the lookout for the episode. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye.